This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, December 8th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Key provisions of the Patriot Act expire at the end of the year. President Obama, when running for president, was explicit in his criticisms of the Bush administration's national security letters, warrantless wiretapping, and other abuses. But Obama's record on these issues has been galling at best. So says Julian Sanchez, research fellow at the Cato Institute. So the three provisions that are set to expire at the end of the year are the roving wiretap provision that lets investigators follow a target in the intelligence context from telephone to telephone or from internet account to internet account. Uh, The uh, lone wolf provision, which essentially allows the tools of foreign intelligence law to be used against non-U.S. persons in the U.S. um, who are believed to be engaged in essentially nefarious activity uh, but without any known link to an actual foreign power or terror group. There's a, a sort of a constitutional issue there because those special powers are really justified by the involvement of a foreign power. Um, and uh, the um, uh, uh, Section 215 tangible things or business record orders, um, which allow the court to compel the production by third parties of more or less whatever they want on order from the secret FISA court uh, on a standard of, of mere relevance. Um, also being debated and, and up for potential reform are national security letters, which are not due to expire, but which have been found by successive inspector general reports to have been systematically misused, uh, and there have been a number of, of issues there. So those are also on the table. Barack Obama was, during the campaign, very critical of the Bush administration, specifically on uh, national security letters. Uh, what has he done since becoming president on on those issues where he has been so critical? Uh, very little. It's actually astonishing, given how explicitly Obama called out national security letters, and in particular the use of national security letters to investigate Americans who were not themselves suspected of a connection to terror. Um, the sort of relentlessness with which it's clear that the Justice Department has been pushing back against reform is pretty astonishing. Um, What's interesting is that I think perhaps out of embarrassment, the administration has really been unwilling to come out publicly beyond, uh, you know, saying that it's open to modifications um, with, with a stance about the kind of reform that it's willing to accept. It has finally made a public statement saying that it prefers the weaker Senate bill over a, a House bill that contains some stronger reforms. But it's clear that they're engaged in a kind of political ventriloquism where what they're doing behind the scenes is literally feeding verbatim language of amendments to blue dog Democrats and Republicans. And Republicans are then introducing those amendments, often successfully, um, and getting them fed into weakened civil liberties protections. In particular, and one one particular case is the national security letters. There's a House bill um, that's been approved by the House Judiciary Committee that would require national security letters, which are issued by the FBI without any kind of judicial oversight, to acquire certain kinds of records, uh, to only be used when the records are either those of a person who is believed to have a connection to terror or at least a a second-order connection to terror, that is, someone who's in communication with uh, a suspected terrorist. And the the Senate bill does not contain that provision because they've very clearly, I think, fought 
any effort to to say, look, it's enough of, enough of this, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, friend of a friend of a friend, because we want to, you know, have a big picture of the network and get as many people's information as we can, so we can, you know, construct this this elaborate model. Um, especially troubling because the one thing the administration really has said that they have a concern about in that weaker Senate bill is they have a problem with the idea of minimization procedures for national security letters. This is the the process essentially by which uh, after you've gathered information and used it for an investigation, you essentially throw it out uh, if it turns out that it's information about people that are innocent. And, uh, you know, the, the real problem here, I think, is that that information now is as far as we know, ending up in databases indefinitely for God knows what use someone might want to make of it in the future. So the idea that this, which in principle the Justice Department, in the wake of those inspector general reports that were very critical of how they were used, ha- has agreed to. Uh, and, and so so they did it now that they're, 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 again, kind of subtly and behind the scenes fighting against that shows, I think to some extent, the scope of the kind of investigations they're doing it's surprising to me that uh, Barack Obama hasn't lost more cred with people who were his friends in the campaign, heard what he said so explicitly, criticizing the Bush administration on all these issues. Uh, but it seems like on those issues, he hasn't lost a lot of a uh, lost of footing. I think if you look at people who are very closely attentive to civil liberties issues, um, you'll see that there is a, certainly a degree of buyer's remorse there. I think a number of things are going on. One, it's just the country is so preoccupied with healthcare now uh, and and the economy that there is just not a lot of carrying capacity in, in the zeitgeist for attention to this issue. I think part of it is also just it's not you know the narrative with Bush was that he was this kind of incipient uh, you know um, you know creepy quasi fascistic figure, uh, and insofar as the the people who were worried about that tend to be more personally trusting of Obama. Um, I think they're they're less likely to be concerned about the institutional effect of that degree of data gathering. And on the other side, rep, you know, Republicans and and conservatives who, you know, m- may in fact have uh, uh, hyperbolic worries about the extent to which you know Obama is is marching us into some kind of gulag. Uh, nevertheless are so accustomed to being hawkish on war on terror and national securities issues that even despite the level of anxiety they seem to feel about Obama, you know, they're not applying it uh, to this issue. So, you know, you get these comparisons to Stalin when they're talking about health care, um, but when it comes to actual things that totalitarian societies are well known for doing, like massive spying on their own citizens, that doesn't register as, as you know, part of that narrative of things you might want to take a look at. Julian Sanchez is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org. <laughs>